Welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Mason. What's up, Mason? What's going on, dude? Hey, we are back. <laughs> we're, hey, we're, we thought we we thought we'd be done with this, but well, I'm not gonna I'm say I'm not gonna still... jinx it and say one more week, <laughs> but uh, today's another hey, week. <laughs> I have a I am about to have my like graduation counseling in hand tomorrow, and I have a flight scheduled for. 6.30 p.m. I'm getting on it regardless. I don't care what they <laughs> <laughs> If they maybe come back for another two weeks, then I'm fine. But I'm getting on that flight tomorrow. Oh, nice. I can't wait. I know. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah, this this week, man, it's, it's mind-boggling. We got – we basically burned a whole week. We didn't train at all this whole week because of, like, six inches of snow total. For the week, like maybe maybe six to nine, but it like all melted away, you know, by like Thursday. But they had already made the decision by like Monday, or no, actually by like Sunday before the week even started. Like, oh, we're we're shutting it down through Friday. The gosh dang polar vortex. Yeah, yeah, this polar vortex and states like Oklahoma that don't have snow plows and resources, or just you know don't have fear. Like, you know, panic <laughs> when they see snow and ice. Oh, man. Well, the funny thing is we've been, like, it's... giving Utah the benefit of doubt. Like, oh, dude, we're not weenies up here. Like, we can deal with the snow. Like, that, was it a Tuesday that they released the thing? It was like, you know, Utah advises no one to drive before 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. And then it ended up being, like, nothing. Like, it was cold and a little bit of snow, but it wasn't anything more than like a Tuesday, like we joked about, but it was literally a Tuesday and like by noon it was sunny. It was, you know, and I was just like, man, and that amount of snow, that amount of storm was probably pretty equal to like what shut this city down, (laughs) (laughs) but no joke. Like it's been crazy. So they don't have like, they're not prepped for it. I don't know. Like if, you know, the insulation and, and pipes, whatever, you know, like they're just not prepared. So I think I talked to a sprinkling guy that was like fixing the ceiling the hotel this week. And he was like, yeah, we've had like 40 calls since Monday. And this was on like Wednesday or something like that. Like pipes are just breaking and bursting all over the city, like freezing, you know, and like breaking in apartments and hotel rooms. And speaking of that, my hotel room actually had a pipe burst and started flooding. You were all a victim? You were a victim? Yes, I was a victim. We were trying to have a makeup class or like a makeshift class. Do we like um, persuade? Well, we didn't really have to persuade, but we told our instructor, he's a civilian, and he's pretty passionate about what he does. We're like, hey, we could just do some uh, gunnery and booze at our hotel in the, you know, uh, business lounge or whatever and he's like oh i'm all about that i'll be there <laughs> brought some good stuff with him and uh nice. we had done like 40 minutes of class and then all of a sudden the fire alarm's going off this is my hotel we're like but it had been doing that like they had elevator issues so they had all these false alarms go off like through the week so it was like at that point you know you're like oh it's just another one of those whatever and like it, it kept going though until someone walked out and they're like hey we gotta evacuate out here the lady was like, oh, no, you're fine. And then we sat there and drove on for a little class. And she comes running in like 20 minutes later. And she's like, oh, hey, you guys know we're evacuating the whole hotel. And we're like, no. 
We don't know that. <laughs> we just told us. And it's like, yeah, if you guys are all staying here, the water's coming down from the ceilings. And if you have electronics all you, out, you better get there quick and you got to move hotels. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and luckily, someone had like ran through the rooms and like, I don't know if it was legal, but they bagged up like everybody's electronics that were out. Like put them in a giant plastic bag. And I was in one of the rooms on like the outside of the hotel, like kind of the end. It didn't flood. It was all the middle of the oh, hotel. Oh, man. So I, I got lucky. And like I walked as I was walking through the middle of the, like the floor, though, to get to my room. Like it was just like Lake Michigan up like in the middle <laughs> of the, like by the elevator and like for like six, seven rooms like deep, like out of the elevator. It's like <laughs> and, you're like cruising the hallways of the Titanic as it's going down. Yeah, looking for a door to, like, hang on to, you know, to kick Leo off of. Jack! <laughs> Jack! <laughs> oh, man, it was... It, I'm, I'm glad it didn't ruin your uh, mic and computer so the podcast could still be happening. Right? That's what I was worried about. I had all my stuff out. I had this, yeah, my mic, my computer left, set up out, my other computer. But they had actually gone in my room, bagged it all up in this giant plastic oh, bag. Oh, they bagged it, it up? It under the covers. Yeah, someone did it, and... It, they actually put like my bed covers over it, which did, I wasn't sure why. And that like threw me off at first because I thought someone stole it all. I was like, wait, what? Where is it? It's Someone's just here. raiding hotel rooms. Like, that's the end of the... <laughs> they were like super diligent. Like I had like stuff in a bottom drawer. Like I had a camera. They pulled that out. They like had pulled everything electronic out of like walls and corners of my room. And put it in this giant bag. And I was like, these guys were really thorough. I'm really glad they didn't steal it. Good Samaritans. They could have gotten away. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, long story short, I ended up in my third hotel since I've been here. <laughs> in your third hotel. Now in the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott. <laughs> Dude, we always stay in the Spring Hill Suites in uh, Denver. Right there outside the Pepsi. Yeah, well, it's-, the, it's not the Pepsi Center anymore. It's the Ball Center. But, yeah, Spring Hill Suites. It's a nice. Oh, is that where you guys... The hotel yeah. you guys told me about out there? Yeah. We're going to Denver. That's right. <laughs> totally forgot about that. We're going to Denver That's in October. October? Yeah, right? October. Yeah. My Chemical Romance. Hopefully, uh, ho- well, they're supposed to have hockey back in October this next season. It's supposed to be coming back to regular, like, scheduled programming. <laughs> Two for one. Maybe we can get a game in. Dude, hopefully. And if not, Maybe we cares? can make things interesting and- just try and go solicit an abs practice or something like, hey, hey, pod- <laughs> podcast. Welcome to Cup Talk. <laughs> Who knows? By uh, October, maybe we'll be the biggest thing since white sliced bread. Maybe they'll be knocking on our door. Yeah. Or maybe we'll be, out of, not. I would say out of a job, but it ain't our job. We don't get paid, so <laughs> I don't know. They can't shut yeah, us down. Maybe it won't so. be on Spotify anymore or something. <laughs> Spotify just cancels us. Like, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah, these guys are losers. But, yeah, looks like a nice Spring Hill Suites there. Is that a... Is that a yeah, it's not bad. Is that a quilt art? It's just like, yeah, it's like a colorful brick wall or something. Oh, it's a brick wall. It looks like some quilting art, you know, like you'd find at your grandma's house. It does. It's, it's not a bad little room. It's kind of older. I uh, really haven't moved into this one. I just like threw my bags on the floor <laughs> and I'm just like living out of those. You're living out of your bags. <laughs> See me. I usually like 
when I get to a hotel, like I'll empty all my bags into like the, the drawers, you know, like that way I'm not living out yeah. a suitcase, but then I come home and then I live out of that suitcase for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so well, much easier to unpack it when you're in the hotel and when you get home, like, ah. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I'm just going to live out of this. I, I know there's more socks in there. I packed plenty of socks, plenty of underwear. I know exactly where they are. I don't got to go down the laundry room. So I live out of a suitcase. And then finally when I get out around to, like, unpacking the suitcase, there's, like, a T-shirt left in there because I wore everything. So it's a lot yeah. easier to unpack, you know. And you grab a toothbrush, of course, but, yeah, that's how I unpack from vacations. Exactly. Now I'm just going to throw a bunch of crap away. Throw it away? <laughs> you just... Well, uh, like, yeah, like toothbrush, like this little cosmetic stuff that I bought out here, you know, oh, you yeah, can't yeah. fly with. Yeah. I mean, like, you can put it under in your check bag, but are you going to like, a bunch of, like have, have a celebratory like shower and use all the shampoo and all the conditioner and just like lather up, <laughs> brush just your, brush your teeth with half a, you know, thing of toothpaste, like in one brush, just, I mean, you say all the shampoo, like they give those little one ounce bottles. Oh, you know? <laughs> I thought you went out and bought a big old bottle or something. You couldn't take actually, back. So. <laughs> okay, no, I actually do have my own shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it, Mason. <laughs> Mason but don't I, use so that hotel shampoo. Home. So, no, this, this hair doesn't do well with that. But um, here's the thing, though. I do have to come back with the shampoo and body wash because Hillary packed that for me. Oh, and she's always prepped with these things. So like I'll be packing and I won't even like think about it. I'll come back and like, I'll have like a bag of like shampoo and body wash and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, where was all this? She's like Mason, it was in the other closet in the bathroom. Don't you know? I have a stock in there. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's right. Hey, every, every couple's got the packer, you know, in, in our relationship, yeah. that's me. I like, trust me. I'm, if we go to on vacation and we don't have something, it's dude, Nick, where's this? Oh, I forgot it. <sighs> but, like, I packed the entire, like, suitcase and bags for the, everybody in the house. <laughs> I packed for five when we go on a vacation. Yeah, see, I am, we both pack our stuff, but Hillary is, like, definitely the the more prepared packer and, like, efficient packer. Like, I'm just throwing in, like, eight pairs of basketball shorts or, you know, working shorts. <laughs> She's, like, got the soap and the toothpaste and all the stuff that you really need that you don't, that yeah. I don't think about, you know? Yeah. I got to go through everyone's bag and, like, have a mental checklist. Like, well, that when we went, to, we went to Salmon this last weekend and uh, Lexi, like, packed her bag and I was like, you packed it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure you got everything? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how many pairs of underwear you should got? Like, uh, I couldn't find any. I'm like, you really are going to go all weekend with one pair of underwear? <laughs> like, she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, no, come on. I did a ton of laundry. It's right here. I bet we can find 15 pairs of underwear right here. And then I go give her one, two, three, and she's like, we're only going for two days. Dude, you can never have enough underwear on a vacation, right? <laughs> you really, yeah. You don't know what can happen. Fall on some ice, sometimes, you know. <laughs> sometimes you fart. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes a it's shark. True. <laughs> you risk it. You risk it. You know, you've had diarrhea all day and you decide to make a bold move and let a fart go. <laughs> <laughs> I never hold it in. I just, <laughs> I think, I think the Speaking more you of, hold it, the more you hold it in, the more chance of a slip up you got. So it's just, true. Like an unexpected one. You know, I just squeeze them out little by little all day long. 
that's a pretty good segue though. So, uh, how did you guys do out in salmon this weekend? Dude, salmon was awesome. Like I had seen people go to salmon and play and I had heard about it for years. Have you ever played out in salmon? I have not. I've also, yeah, like I, my mom used to play against some like ladies teams coming in from salmon, but I probably went there as a kid with her, but I've never played there. Yeah. So, you know, you hear about it and of course, with our situation with Autumn and the wheelchair and stuff, like that was one thing I was really worried about. Like I yeah. see, I've never seen like stands, which they do have two sets of like homemade wooden bleachers. But, um, like I've never seen anybody like really sitting in a, around the rink. It's everybody just standing. So, um, before we headed out there, I did my prep work, got in touch with somebody that, it works at the rink. Uh, no one really works there, I guess, because <laughs> it's just it, an outdoor just rink. going. So yeah. I got in touch with a guy, Coach Murphy. Really got to thank that guy. And Ben. I think Ben was the guy who just makes everything happen there. Like, Murphy was, like, the guy in charge. And then Ben, he, like, I think he worked at the snack shop. He made sure everything was shoveled. He probably <laughs> died Zam the ice. Like, he was the do-it-all guy. But... He's so the I, action guy. Yeah. He's actioning everything. So, like, we... Executing. Yeah, so they, you know, I talked to him on the phone, but uh, they basically said, well, I said, how's your handicap situation? They said, uh, it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, there's no... And I was like, <laughs> you know, she she can't walk, so what, how do we do this? And he's like, uh, yeah, there's, there's like, pretty much snow up to, like, the rink everywhere like even where there is cement like there's snow and you know besides that it's she's gonna be like eye level if not head level where the boards are we have tall boards so Mm -hmm. or she can like sit in the snow and then like well there's a hill on the one side some people park in their car and watch the game and and autumn actually did that for two games because we had an early one and a late one and i think no, she stayed inside for the early one and the earlier one on Saturday because Brooks had fallen asleep in the car. So, plus I was like, "Hey, she's got a one-year-old, so it's got to be somewhere yeah, that she can move around if he jumps off her lap and runs away." And they were like, "Eh, probably not the best situation here." But he's like, "We do have a sn- a snack shack, and there's an upstairs in there." And we usually let people up there, and it's usually a hopping place. But because of COVID, we don't let anybody up there right now. So, but, I mean, we'll let her go up there. There's some stairs, and I just took her up the stairs. I carried her. We just bumped up the stairs in her wheelchair. And then she had her sister that's, you know, kid plays on the team too, go up there. And they got to sit up in this little nice cozy room and watch the game up above. You know, look down and the, and the reason why she watched, sweet. yeah, so it was awesome for her. They actually live streamed the games up there. Um, the, the, the earlier day game, she didn't really go up there because they have like curtains. They go, they like go across the ice, like all oh, the way okay. down to kind of keep the sun from the direct sunlight. Like protect from, it. Yeah. Melting the ice. And so that's why she watched that other one in her car. But Get back to how epic this, like, salmon. Like, I've heard about it, like, you know, and you hear you hear good, you hear bad, you hear it was awesome, you hear eh, you know, it's whatever. Dude, it was like a, 
it was like a dream. Like it was so amazing. Like probably seeing all these pictures, like from the NHL, like how they're playing Lake Tahoe this last weekend and how beautiful it was. Dude, that's yeah. where we were. Like it was our own little oh, man. getaway, like the Idaho version, huh? Like there's pictures, like when you like when you are on the benches and you look out, you see the ice and the players, and then it's on a hill. So you just look past and you just see the cliffs and the mountains in the background. It was just, it was epic. And one of the games, more beautiful setting. Yeah. And one of the games, you know, we had lost, but Lexi was kind of bummed and we were walking out and it just started snowing. And she was like, like lightly snowing, like snow globe snowing. And she's like, man, I wish it was snowing during our game. (laughs) And I was like, oh man, that would have been (laughs) awesome. But it's pretty epic, yeah. A light snow, yeah, yeah, and like the place just has such a good vibe that like the the benches. So like the way it's it's really untraditionally how it's all set up too. We're like right behind the benches is the four locker rooms, like right behind them. So you have people always walking along the benches, like behind you as you're like you're coaching and stuff because they're just going into <laughs> locker rooms. And then yeah. there's enough room between the bench and the boards that you can be sitting or standing and someone can walk by. But both benches are also like connected. There's no divider. So like I'm in any other rink, like you would have coaches probably brawling because there's nothing dividing oh, yeah. you from the other team. But like you're joking with the other team. Like it's it's just so much of a like positive like setting that no one's ever like mad. Like there was never like any bad feelings. Never like, oh man. Like even when you lost, you were yeah. You weren't like mad at the other team or anything. Not that you should be mad at the other team for losing, but it was just such a positive weekend. And um, getting to like our games, um, we uh, we lost our first game to the team that ended up placing. Probably there was twelve teams, so they probably placed in the ten, nine, ten, you know, and we lost by four yeah. goals. We lost five to one by four by four goals, and then we put played the Junior Grizz, and they um, placed in fifth. I heard so about a mid range team, and we lost yeah. them five one also. <laughs> so, and and we'll then score, and yeah, then, and then we played the team that took first. And we lost to them six two, so by four goals. So we played a a lower team, lost by four goals. A mid range team lost by four goals, and the number one team lost by four goals. You know, another one we scored in every game, but and then we we played our last game. It was it was for last place. Like <laughs> we were we were that team, you know, the toilet just, bowl, <laughs> the toilet bowl, yeah. <laughs> so. And I and I told the I've been there. I told the team before the game. I was like, "Hey, somebody's losing. I mean, someone's gonna lose and go home without a win. Please don't let it be you. You know, you do not want to be that team. Not gonna be us. And like, <laughs> God bless the other team for you know being that team and not <laughs> you know. <laughs> but somebody has to do it. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't my team. I'm I, thankful that they were that team this weekend. <laughs> We played Jackson. They were they were a wonderful team. They were they actually were pretty good. You know they had this really tall kid and he had a red helmet, but he was all over the ice. And their coaches were really nice. And we were joking before the game. We were joking after the game. Like, and that's the that was the vibe here. It was just so 
everybody was friends and everybody was fun, having fun. And it was just a magical, something I'll never forget. And as hard as it was, like with the handicapness and like being freezing cold, like your locker rooms are just um, plywood boxes with a, like a little like one foot no heater, like you something. know, no, no windows. You got to keep the door no, closed no to keep whatever. I mean, because it's a locker room. Yeah, yeah. keep heat. Yeah, you got to keep. Is there like a little ventilation for the heater? Or is it just? Yeah, I, like, think, I think it's so small that like built into the wall or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Some are built in the wall, and I just think they're like. They're like plug-in heaters, so like, yeah, nice. they're not like you gonna should. kill you yeah. if you <laughs> carbon dioxide. Like space heater, yeah, yeah. That's basically <laughs> what they are is little space heaters, but like you're just having a blast. Like it, it was so much fun, and I was really nervous for it just because of how cold it was and the handicapness and with my kids, you know, and I'm coaching plus trying to take care of my wife and. It, I had nothing to worry about. The guys at the rink were so awesome. And the guy that I was telling you about, Ben, that like does the exam and everything. I was talking to him. I was like, "Hey, thanks." And he's like, "You know, what's your name?" I was like, "Nick." And I was like, "What's yours?" And he said, "Ben." And I was like, "Oh, I got a little brother named Ben." And I was like, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool. I got a I got a brother named Nick." <laughs> and I was like, "What? No way." <laughs> Nick and Ben brothers, you know, combos. So. Give a shout out to Nick or Ben Iceman and his brother Nick, but uh, yeah, Salmon was it was Nick magical. Yeah, and the guy Coach Murphy, he coached both the squirt teams, like the same coaches coached both their teams, and they were so nice and helpful and just made the experience like awesome for everybody. And I was, I just told him, I was like, dude, I can't wait to come back. Like this was awesome. So the props to Salmon for keeping a friendly atmosphere and having a beautiful place to play it sounds like huh yeah these are actually our our salmon t-shirts i'm wearing right here it says get there first get there first that was our motto for the that was our team motto for the the trip to salmon i mean we didn't get first but we you know we won the races that was that was kind of like our motto like win the races you know like battle Get there first. Right, those small battles. It wasn't get first place. It was get there first. Get to the puck first, and yeah, yeah. I see hustles. Yeah, <laughs> get on the be on the boards, forecheck, backcheck, kind of thing. Yeah. So, and we had we had kids step up that, and I'll be honest. So, like, it's the first time that as a coach I've ever been like, hey, it's tournament. We're gonna maybe sit some kids if they're not skating, and. The first two games, win. the first two games we sat, you know, a few kids like say, hey, you know, we're going to send these. Uh, not that we're like, you're doing bad. We're just like saying these guys are doing better. So we sent yeah. them out. But the kids we sat played way better the second game. So really? Like they're yeah, like, like they just, or something or just, had motivation to yeah. turn it up? Like I had one kid that he ended up. It was like they lost their last shift. That was about it. They usually sat like one, you know, they missed one shift. Yeah. It wasn't, it was like, hey, we just want to get one shift. last goal. Yeah. I mean, we weren't really in any of these games we lost by, we know, with three minutes left. We were down by four goals at these points. And yeah. we'd pull our goalie. Like, we were down by four goals. We still pulled our goalie. Just, you know, like, <laughs> dude, we don't one. care. We want a goal. <laughs> you know, let's pull the goal. You know, ending the shutout is. A win at this point. Well, no, we weren't. We weren't. You know, we they we had scored, so it wasn't a shutout. Oh, we were down four, yeah. Yeah, we were down four, four goals, and so 
we pulled the goalie in every game that we lost just to get an extra goal and just to spark that, you know, fire. And we put yeah. out the power line, but I had one I kid. I mean, you up. Yeah. And we had one kid that was, we had one kid that, uh, he was like, am I, am I going to be sit? Am I going to play in the third? Am I going to be, can I play in the third? You know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, cause the night before he had been sat and he was just hustling every time he was on the ice and he wanted. And like when coach was like, all right, who you got, who's going out? And I'm like, his name's Jake. I was like, Jake's going out. You know, he's, he's been, yeah, he's been playing hard all he's, game because he wants, he earned to, it. you know, he earned it. And it was awesome to see that in the kids, you know, of how they could take what could come off as a negative, like reinforcement, like, Hey, you're not playing well, you know, you're going to sit. Cause you can definitely take that and make, eh, you know, bad attitude, but yeah, now they, can... they, they flipped cool, the script man. on it, the script on it. And they went out there and they hustled that next game. So, and then the other kid, one of the other kids that was really bummed that he kind of missed his last shift. He ended up scoring two goals in the last game and just like, and the night before he just turned it up in that game too. And it was just awesome to watch these kids like just come alive. So we got one more month of uh, youth hockey and things are really looking up. Dude, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. And it's, you know, it seems like a testament to you guys as coaches. That's cool if these players are going to, turn it up when they yeah and they sit down or face some adversity that's pretty cool that they're uh keeping that positive mindset because yeah it's, you know it's like the the movie goon yeah i don't know if you remember <laughs> that's a funny example when they they demote the you know uh what's his name the fancy guy i just his name escaped me now the the frenchy um, the french dude the frenchy yeah the frenchy yeah they uh you know demote him and then they they promote goon they, yeah whatever assistant captain you know and he freaks out starts like throwing stuff he's like there's a right way and there's a wrong way to take this <laughs> you know it's just like hey you sit a ship there's a right way to take it there's a wrong way to take it it's you know, totally you true look at you can be down in the dumps and look at how bad life sucks because you set a ship or you can look at like what do i got to do to be the guy on the ice next time yeah and we've started like the other i mean we had talked about like hockey cards on this uh podcast and like the other coach we talked about like giving kids hockey cards so like that's how we reward kids nowadays is like with hockey cards and so like after the game we're just passing out cards and the kids are like opening them and we're trading them and all weekend it was awesome and like after our last game and like we won our last game and it was like we had won the championship like everybody was so happy and like we went to you know nice restaurant in town of salmon which was burger king slash uh gas station but nice restaurant in town hey (laughs) the five-star burger king of salmon idaho (laughs) yeah so we all went to burger king after the game and sat there and like kids had like stacks of cards and they were just like running around trading them and i was like oh dude this is awesome and i was so jealous i didn't have a stack of cards to trade with them because i love trading hockey cards (laughs) dude i mean it's a good, yeah. Like when you're a kid, dude, you're, just, you're having so much fun with trading cards, and I don't know. It's just, yeah, the car, it means so much more than just a card, and it's like, you know, a, an even stronger form of like currency, yeah. pride. You know, so that's, yeah. that's cool that you guys. That's what you want, man, as a a team, and like you know, to be able to be that tight, and then to go to anywhere really. It could be a Burger King, it could be, you know, a Chuck E. Cheese, and you guys are all just run around having a good time trading cards and you know like 
you could just sit back and watch your little, you know, uh, <laughs> symphony of, you know, kids, you know, basically yeah. like, you know, just watch it all conduct and play out. That's cool. Yeah. It was definitely a, a weekend. I'll never forget. That's for sure. It was magical. As as dumb as that sounds, but it was a it was an awesome weekend. I'm glad it was memorable for you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, hopefully your your week is memorable because you're going to be coming home. So. <laughs> hey man, exactly. We're going to cap it off. I got you know a 97 percent on my test today. I missed one. Oh, Darn it! Today. So cap it off. I'm leaving. What's what? That's what's most important, but. It was pretty funny. It, it took us two hours to go through our last little block of instruction and then another two hours to take our exam, and we were done. And I was like, man, we really sat here from Monday to Friday. <laughs> we can have four hours worth of class and yeah. exam. <laughs> oh, what, what do you do, man? What do you do? Well, you move on. We're going to be moving on in the right. show, too. Let's move on to high school hockey. <laughs> I am complete with this part of my army career so i don't have to come back here for maybe ever or at least a long time so that's the benefit now we can get back and be doing a cup talk welcome cup talk in studio in the nick's little bedroom studio (laughs) i gotta dust off your mic dude it's just been chilling just sitting there all sad (laughs) yeah so well, did you catch any of the high school action this weekend and you're busy studying? I uh, I just caught up on it recently today. I looked at what's going on. It looks like what? Uh, UCI, no, no, Farmington. Yeah, Farmington. They got their two wins to make it to the championship game. Yeah, they are the have-to-beat-them twice team. Yeah, and then walking on in. And then Park City and Harriman. I mean, we're recording this on Sunday um, but by the time it airs, we'll know the winner of Park City and Harriman. By the time this airs, we'll know yeah. who's playing the championship against Farmington. And who knows? Maybe it'll be Harriman and it'll be another shootout. But then again, if it goes to a shootout, they got two chances to win this game. So um, I think, and, it, uh, you know, I don't see it, either one of those teams coming and beating them twice. So since they beat both of them once, they have yeah. to beat. Farmington twice, so Farmington's getting back at for losing the championship last year. They're my pick to go and win the championship. You yeah. picked them last year, you said? No, no. Farmington. I mean, I'm picking them this year. I think Farmington's going to pull out the W. And good yeah. thing. I mean, I also am rooting for Farmington a little bit right now because a lot of their senior players are actually players that you know made their way up through the DC win. So. Couple of yeah, DC I mean, Wind alumni on the Farmington team, so I like that's to see that. Cool for a, a school that's only been around what a year or two years now. Yeah, Farmington. I like that. They're young. Yeah, to, to make it into the championship game and and be the number one seed. That's that's pretty cool. I did see that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they they have logistics. They got to schedule around here. But the first championship game. I mean, if there's more than one. If it somehow Farmington loses at nine fifteen on Wednesday at Weber County Ice Sheet, and I was like, "Wow, that, that's what it says on their like high school schedule." And I was like, "Man, really a nine fifteen slot?" I mean, yeah. In Weber County, wouldn't Farmington? I mean, it's Bountiful is technically like the closest rink to them, right? But yeah, 
I think I mean, all the high school know, the high school games are already like predetermined where they're going to be played at before. Yeah. So. You know, it okay. doesn't really guess, matter yeah, who's maybe home or whatever. Have, it's just maybe by the time they were like, "Hey, the twenty third is the day we have to do this game," and it was like nine fifteen, the only slot open. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, well, the the, <laughs> the like independent you, you champion. Maybe uh, the old Welcome to Cup Doc show is gonna have to go. Dude, I was thinking about it. We should games. We should probably just go. It's probably like we parents should, only, maybe. but we're just. I'm just gonna look up the roster and find two names. Like, dude, that's my. It's uh, my brother we can make a backstory dude it's like wedding crashers like dude we're you know we're Uncle couple, Ned's kids or something. we're a couple gay dudes with a that adopted a <laughs> you know a kid that's half, half our age <laughs> what do you got you got something against gay people huh you gonna try and get us kicked out you know you'll <laughs> just back right up like, yeah no no we love gay people <laughs> like and then yeah, these you know we could burn this place down on yelp <laughs> and then and then i'll we'll bring our wives and i'll bring my kids and, my, and these are our gay friends and their kids <laughs> these are our lesbian friends and their kids don't even think about asking them anything they were both surrogates of all these kids <laughs> that's how we're getting into the ship dude that would be great maybe we can uh snag you know a winning player or something like that we should you know high school kid dude they have no reason not to take an interview with us or something you know <laughs> I'll wear a suit. We'll wear, for, you know, we'll wear suits and get fake. Be, we'll get fake microphones. I was like, "What did you think about? What was your know, your defining moment in this game?" He's like, "I don't know, dude. I got geometry homework, and <laughs> I got to turn that in tomorrow. It sucks. It's Wednesday, eleven p.m. It's, at night. It's Wednesday." <laughs> it, I guess you know they're kids, so we we don't want to do. We can't be too creepy. You yeah. know, those guys getting like kicked out, like some. 30 year old dudes trying to walk on the ice and talk to these kids. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're like, we're Bob Barker just stepping onto the, the set of prices, right? Hey, how's it going today? <laughs> Where are you from? We got our little, like, recorder in hand. We're part of the media. We're media. <laughs> like, How do no you, media we here. need to get some media badges. <laughs> we'll just make our own. I don't think anybody ever checks them, anyways. It just says media on them. I feel like it's just one of those things you got to sell it. Yeah, like, you have a badge on like a camera a tripod or a mic in your hand and you just like have that like confident look on your face like you know exactly where you're going people just let you walk by <laughs> <laughs> i'm with the crew all right i'll, I'll get i'll go ahead and up to idaho uh, school supply or whatever it's called and get some stuff laminated <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs> it just says press like it just, it just says press, press. <laughs> <laughs> get out of like a typewriter <laughs> Oh man. oh man yeah so farrington playing somebody on today when you hear this you know tonight we were and then um utah county independent north will play the winner that plays on monday of uinta and northern utah independent so a lot of good hockey in the next couple days i mean by the time you're hearing this it'll be last night and today so and then the D2 um, playoffs will start soon. Yeah, I haven't heard that exact timeline, but I think they still have we'll like sure I think they still have like one more game, so Okay. So we'll probably be talking about that soon in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So, and then 
There was uh, some junior hockey that happened this weekend in Utah, too. It looks like a couple uh, Utah teams taking on each other, but the Outliers swept the Mustangs with three hey, wins. Hey, the number one team goes down. Wait, was it three wins? Yeah, they played again they played today. Too? Yeah, three wins. Oh, okay. Three-game sweep. I know they beat them on Friday and Saturday. Yep. But that's and pretty big. That's a big weekend for them. Got the brooms out today. Yeah, I think they were only a couple. They've been like a couple points, like one and two points behind Provo, like for like a few weeks now. So they're probably like either right there tied with them or just right, right behind them still. Now maybe they jumped up ahead of them. I don't know, but that's that's big for them to bust out the broom. And yeah, I believe Ogden's still sitting in first place. First place, I think barely ahead of the Northern Colorado Eagles, but they've been looking like they're slipping a little bit or, you know, they're, they're the only Utah team that lost in that, uh, what showcase? The Utah showcase. showcase, So sorry, Mustangs slipping bad time to be slipping. Yeah. But Provo Riverbrook. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Can't talk. But the Provo river blades, they dropped a game. Finally. To those Eagles, oh, yeah, yeah. the Northern Colorado Eagles. I mean, they, but it was in a shootout, so I'll, yeah. I'll let them have that. But you know, being the pod, being the, hot. being the pod favorite, you know, team, we've been pumping their tires for weeks now, and they just drop one. Dude, I know, but they, but they have been excited. They what snap a ten game winning streak and with a shootout loss, and it's hard to blame. You're like they go down to Colorado and lose in a shootout, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And then, but what's crazy is the two games after it, nine to two on Saturday, and then six to four today they win. Yeah, I think that like, nine to two was definitely a revenge win. Like, well, all right. Oh yeah. Let's let's get a mulligan on this. Rack it up, <laughs> rack it up. You know, roll it again. <laughs> Run it again. <laughs> Run it again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so with the the two wins, they're still twelve of the last thirteen games they've won, and. They've won 15 of 19 since the first. Yeah, and I don't know the goal tally, but it's a lot to not that many. I don't know if the coach has started, you know, getting those bottles of Mike's secret stuff for the games, <laughs> like from Space Jam. Or what? <laughs> they've, they've really turned it up. Oh, man. Hey, I, I, I love I love these Provo Riverblades just, like, mopping the floor with people. It's, it's awesome. They're an exciting team. Uh, they got, you know, the river blade is still a to be determined, you know, mascot. I'm not sure <laughs> what the inspiration behind the river blade was. We're going to find that out one of these days. The color scheme is cool though. Like I don't love the logo, but their colors, their colors are cool. Like somebody was like down the river, like dudes, who threw a saw blade in the river? Like, dude, is that a river blade? Dude, that'd be the coolest name for a hockey team. Uh, dude. The river blades. Yeah. <laughs> Gold man. <laughs> Out in Utah County. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, on the show today, we're going to have Blake Blevins for an interview. Yeah, so we're going to, you know, ask Blake some more questions about, he knows the, you know, the history of this first year Provo Blades team and talk about some of the success they've had recently. Yeah, so it'll be fun to hear from them, from him. <laughs> yeah. It'll from be Blakey Blake here. It'll be fun to hear from him. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's jump over to the Utah Grizzlies before we get to that. 
they had a quite an exciting weekend. They did. They got two out of three. Well, the yeah, they lost. They five lose out of six possible points. Yeah, I mean, it looked, they lost in the shootout, and then a bunch of guys from Colorado, you know, just get on the bus, drive over, and then put a bunch of points on the board for the team. <laughs> and the goalie gets a like, hey. And then the goalie has a great game, and they end up getting two wins. Like it's like Dude, just, I, it is true. That's exactly what it was. They added a bunch of these Eagles players, and that this Nick Henry guy. Got Get the GW in his second game on Saturday and then a Hattie today. Yeah, just like he definitely wants to go back to Colorado. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll prove to you guys why I don't belong in the ECHL. And then Ty Lewis, which is another guy got sent down. He gets a bunch of apples. Um, Miles Jeherda, he didn't do much, but he's probably a decent player. <laughs> oh, Miles Gendron, I think it's Yeah. He was with and he was with the Grizz at the beginning of the season, and yeah. he has you know he had four goals, five assists. Looks like yeah, so you know he he made it a, a couple games up and then uh, came back down. But he didn't have quite the weekend like uh, Lewis and Henry. I know, and this Henry, he's only twenty one years old. He was a a fourth round pick in two thousand seventeen by the Avs. Seems like he still has a lot of upside. Yeah, you know, young and potential. So I mean. It is a little. I think it's it's pretty difficult to make it back up to the NHL once you're in the EC. But you know, he's young enough. He seems like he could get back. Maybe, maybe he was like, "Dude, playing in Colorado in front of no fans is no fun. Send me back to Utah. They got fans in the building. I want to score some goals and hear some people rocking and rolling." Yeah, I know. If you want to get some good support for an ECHL team or a minor team, Grizzlies is a good organization to be part of. Yeah. So maybe they wanted. Maybe it was like a, all right, guys, we got a, we got nineteen guys when we should only have eighteen. Who wants to go? And then these guys just like crazy. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I think Colorado just started. And I think they, I think they got their first win recently. But I think they lost their first two or, you know, three games. So I mean, they're they're not having their greatest start right now. And the Grizzlies are, they've been sitting in that sixth place spot all season long. <laughs> so they're a pretty. They're more. They're successful. Yeah, six out of thirteen, like you know, on top of the pack, but they're in the mix for sure. So, you know, it's a fun team to come compete with. Yeah, so it was definitely a, and then on Saturday it was a comeback when they were like down four to two going in the third period. Oh, were they down? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. They were down four to two going in the third, and then they turned on the Jets and they won that game. So, exciting weekend. I didn't, I didn't go to any games. I was in a salmon. So, but. You know, I was checking the scores when I could. I obviously didn't go to any either, but they've really had uh, Rapid City's number this year. That's yeah. uh, seven out of ten games. They played them ten times. They've won seven. And they had won five in a row. After they lost that first game of the season, they won the next five. They played against Rapid City. They should have had a couple games in between there against Tulsa, but that was your birthday weekend that got nixed. But... <laughs> <laughs> got nixed. No pun intended. Yeah, Nick's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, unfortunately, next weekend got next, uh, COVID-19 protocols. We'll make Whatever it up. It will make it up. It's true. But, see, Rapid City, they got one of those dumb names. They're the Rush. Yeah, Rapid City Rush. And that's in, like, South Dakota. What a rush. It's just a, what a rush. You know, like, 
I don't know if players think when they're like, yeah, you're getting sent to South Dakota go play for the Rapid City Rush. Like, oh, sweet. I mean, maybe they have a cool venue out there. I don't know much about the franchise, but. <laughs> I bet I bet every commercial, like radio commercials, like, come see the Rapid City Rush. It's quite a rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the biggest rush of your life. <laughs> Is ECHL hockey such a rush down here? They should. Dude, if I were them, I'd be like repping uh, rush hour quotes for everything, dude. Like, <laughs> I'd be like Chris Tucker, like, and nobody understand the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> They're Jersey. They just rush hour three, you know? Dude, yeah. She was the bum? That's my favorite. That's my favorite line from a rush hour three. You said she was. You said she was a bum. No, I said she was the bum. She was the bum. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's like, your your license says 135 pounds. You weigh more than the dang car, girl. <laughs> He's like, I got a thyroid issue. We'll stop eating thyroid. <laughs> Rush hour is so underrated. We're gonna go away from hockey, but Rush I, I hour is so thing. underrated. And it totally is one of those movies that I could watch. Dude, Rush Hour 2 is a movie I could watch a hundred times and I still would not be sick of it. Like, it is hilarious. Dude, I think, yeah, I am the same exact way. I think Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan just like, they're like the perfect yin and yang of characters. Like Jackie Chan's seriousness, but then like also the fact that you can't understand him and he gets frustrated about it and Chris Tucker's just like, (laughs) Never serious and over dramatic yeah. <laughs> about everything. So funny to watch, and I love the beginning of Shower Three when he's doing, you know, he's like directing traffic and dancing at the same time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like making people crash into each other. <laughs> Man, I want some mushu. Mushu, you hungry? <laughs> yeah, mushu. <laughs> I want some mushu. Could have been something great, but you are crazy. <laughs> That's it. When you get home, watch Rush Hour Two. Watch it, and if if you want to, you know, get super ambitious, you know, watch one to three. To just, but at least watch two. Dude, the whole marathon. <laughs> we'll get you some. Won't regret it. We'll get some Chinese takeout. Oh, dude, it'd be a good weekend. Dude, that would be a good night. That would be oh, a good yeah. night. All right, now we're going to go on over to our interview with uh, Provo Riverblades, Blake Blevins. Going to be going at this one solo because at the moment Mason is flying home on a jet plane. All right, today we got number 16, Blake Blevins from Troutdale, Virginia. What's going on, Blake? Oh, not much. Just got back from a long road trip. Uh, How about you? Oh, just hanging out on a Monday night, you know, just getting the kids bathed and, uh, you know, ready for Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Watch, watch the watch the Leafs game, but uh, they didn't win, so it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, they always throw those games away. Yeah, who's your who's your team you root for in the NHL? St. Louis. St. Louis. What's what's the connection there? Oh, I, I lived there when I was little, so uh, that's where I started hockey. I liked it. Oh, nice. So you did you grow up playing through, like, the St. Louis Blues, like, system? Like, No. Uh, so um, my family moved around. We are military families. We moved around a lot. And that's where I started. My parents, like, turned on the TV and it was hockey. So 
that's where I started liking the blues. And then we moved, we were going to move to Colorado and I didn't want to move. And my parents made a deal with me. They're like, Oh, uh, if we move to Colorado, you get to try hockey. Thinking it'd be like a one or two time thing. And then now it's been like 17 years, something like that. I want to say. <laughs> well, it's stuck then. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So you're a first generation hockey player. Like your dad didn't play hockey or nothing. Yeah. I was, yeah, me and my brother played and that was the first. So. Nice. That's, I always like to hear those stories. I'm a first generation hockey player myself. So it's good to hear those kind of stories. Yeah. Growing, growing the game. Oh yeah, there's not much too, too much hockey down in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I mean, there's hockey around there, right? There's a lot of teams around yeah. there. You don't, you don't gotta drive too far to see an NHL game. Yeah, that's my DC, but by by our farm, we're in the bottom of the state. Um, so the closest rink is either probably Charlotte or Roanoke. So it's at least like a two-hour drive to <laughs> get to a rink. <laughs> you didn't play hockey in Troutdale. No, we lived up by DC. I played triple uh, A hockey for Team Maryland. Oh, okay, nice. So, and Troutdale is it named Troutdale because there's a lot of trout fishing out there? No, um, I don't know. There's mountain trout, um, but that's a lot of work. So, I don't know why it's named Troutdale. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's get your story on how you got to Provo. Let's hear it. Um. Well, this year. Well, COVID happened last end of last season. I was playing in Canada, and that's where I thought I was going to be again this year. Um, tried out for the NAL over the summer and didn't make it because all the teams shut down and everything. So they, the leagues are good now. And I was messaging with the coach from Provo and stuff, and like it was just in the back of my mind because I was like, my rights are in Canada had a few other offers from other teams in the USPHL as well and other leagues like this. But then it got down to the end of August and my parents are like, Canada's probably not starting up. You're better off playing than not playing at all. You'll lose a season. So I called the guy from Provo and was like, okay, I'll come out there. I want to play and made a long drive out here. So it made it fun along the way. So <laughs> Nice. Well, it's been a – so did you get here at the beginning of the season or did you come midway through? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been here since September. Nice, nice. So uh, what's what's in the water in, in Provo? What's what's uh, the factor – what's factored into this big turnaround? Um. Well, right after Christmas – well, right before Christmas, we – there was a coaching change made and our GM stepped in for two weeks. And then after Christmas, we come back and – they announced that we're going to have a new coach who's actually, he came from the AHL, the Ontario Reign, as an assistant coach there. So, I mean, all the boys were hyped up for that. And then we like, it was like a fresh start. We wanted to like start work hard because we knew we were down because we were, <laughs> we had four wins that whole time. So we weren't going too good. And then he, um, our coach Modry, um, that's our current coach. He brings in some other players, like I want to say four guys that um, he knew. And then that's when it really started to turn around because they all four were actually like in the OJ. A few okay. like veteran player, OJ players and two guys that were supposed to go out there this year, but they can't because it was closed. 
and that just solidified our team pretty much. And we we already had good players from the start, but it was just getting us turned on, and we went on a roll. Nice. Yeah, you guys were on a roll until, was it Saturday night Friday. or Friday night? Friday. Yeah. Friday night was our first loss, I want to say, in, in the beginning of January. So Yeah, a month and a half, two months almost, so. Yeah, I was wondering what what was in the water. If you guys were drinking Michael's uh, special stuff, <laughs> yeah, actually, one game he had a uh, Gatorade on the. He brought Gatorade on the bench, but he had taped over the Gatorade logo and called it Gold Juice, and that's when he started going on fire. <laughs> nice, I like that. I like that. So, uh, do you do you live with a Billet family out there in Provo? Yeah, I live just north of Provo in Orem. Okay. Nice couple. Nice. Good, good, good people. Oh, yeah. We, uh, they have a Jeep and I have a Jeep, so we go off-roading a decent bit together. <laughs> nice. Are they a young couple or are they an older couple with kids? They're older, yeah. They have six kids, but all the kids are out of the house. So. Oh, nice. So they decided to get one more. Mormon yeah. family Mormon family needed another kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So talking about the gold juice, what's your most memorable goal you've ever scored? Um, probably my first year of juniors, I played down in Charlotte, um, in the USPHL as well. Um, and it was, I want to say it was early December. They did the teddy bear toss, and um, I was <laughs> we got into power play like forty five seconds into the game. And the coach puts my power play out, and but before we go out, he's like, "Who who's gonna score?" And I, I stand up, say me, and just hop over the boards, go. And uh, my teammate he walks like three kids and passes it back door to me, but the puck jumps, and um, it was gonna miss my stick, but I put my shin in the way, so it goes off my shin into the net, and all the teddy bears come over the ice. Like <laughs> it was like fifty two seconds into the game, but I mean, it kind of looked like my stick hit it, so. That was that was probably the best goal I've scored so far. Personally. Nice. Hey, you go to the net, good things happen. That's what I always tell the kids. Oh yeah, it's never a bad idea to go to that net. I know. So speaking of the coaching change, um, in your in your time in playing hockey, what's been more influ- influential on you, the your coaches or your uh, players you played with? Um. I I definitely say probably the coaches. Like I played with some great players over the time, but um, like the coaches definitely make the biggest change because it starts with them because they're at the top, um, and then it moves down. Like they create the culture of the team, how everything goes, um, like just the way everything is. Like I played for coaches where the players pretty much run the practice and stuff. So like we have like no respect for the coaches because they just don't do anything. And like Modri, like I, my personally, like I like the old school style of coaching where it's like hard. Like if you mess up, you get bag skated, and they they do it like the hard way of the game, like nice. not the new way that's more skilled and stuff. And that, <laughs> that's what I like. And Modri is that way. He he started just working as hard, and like you you come to the rink, put your work boots on, and I mean that's the big key to success, honestly. Nice. Yeah, I I think I think hockey kind of went to that new style where it's like hey, everybody, you know, gets a medal and it promoted a lot of these guys. But I think that that hard kind of 
like hard nose hockey's coming back and it's kind of deciding who's the better players these days, the guys who get a little more physical. So it's good to see that. Yeah. Are you guys a pretty physical team then? Like, yeah, for sure. Like even like, I'm not a skill guy on the team, but even the skill guys, like our first liners and stuff, they'll go and just four check hit. And that's how you get the puck, honestly. Like, cause by the end of the game, if you hit them the whole time, they'll be scared. Yeah. You so think you have four lines coming at you, just hitting and taking the puck, you know? Do you think that's accredited to your guys' wins as being a lot more physical? Yeah. Physical, being the first in battles, and just outworking the other team. Not, not you know, putting more shots on, not more, you know, more passes. It's it's just outworking the other team. Yeah, well, I think the, the shots on that stuff honestly come with that. Like, because you win the battles, you're going to be controlling the puck more. And then, like, you have more scoring chances and being able to shoot it more. So, I think that comes along with it. I think this weekend we put up 75 shots in one of the games, and the other <laughs> two we put up at least 60. So, do you guys out hit teams most nights? Yeah, I'd say so for sure. I mean, they, the other teams, this whole division is a pretty big hitting division and stuff, but I'd say we, we're up there and hit. Nice. So going forward, you guys have what? Two more games? Um, three, I believe. They last night on the bus trip home, they just added a game for tomorrow. So yeah, I saw you guys we'll had like to, some Tuesday and Wednesday games. Yeah, we played Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, I believe so. Yeah, that, that's deciding who goes to playoffs. How many teams get in the playoffs? Uh, four out of our division, so one team sits out, and. So right now I think we're that team out, but if we win out, I'm, I hope we're in. I hope you guys are in too. You guys have been a fun team to follow and seeing this turnaround cause, and seeing that you guys have won, you know, 12 out of your last 13 games, but you guys are still that far down. And it means that you guys were that far down the list, you know, before Christmas. Yeah. So Definitely like we <laughs> morale was low and everything before Christmas, but, coming back it was it was definitely a fresh start and everyone was happy to be here well that's good i mean it's definitely hard to come play for a team every day when you guys are losing but i mean i bet every other team in this division is hoping you guys are the ones out because you guys have been the hottest team in the division yeah i know that's what uh i was talking with a few of the boys and i was like i wouldn't be surprised if ogden had thrown the games this past weekend the the outliers (laughs) to get swept because they they'd rather play other teams than us because we're hot yeah, so I, I saw that too, and because the Outliers have been the second hot team in the state. I mean, the Mustangs have been good all season long, but lately they've been losing some games. So, yeah. So hopefully you guys go on and win these three games and make it to the playoffs, and that'll be exciting. I know it'll be a good. So this week is pretty much like a pre-playoff series. <laughs> <laughs> you got the playoff beards going already. <laughs> yeah. How's your playoff beard? Is it is it straggly or is it coming in thick? Yeah, it's it, it's pretty blonde, so uh, got to keep it cut. Do you guys are you guys all doing one thing together like the team? Like some teams they'll bleach their hair or do mohawks. Are you guys just doing the beards or? Um, no, I I hope we do some because that would be fun. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get the boys to do mullets because I already have a mullet, so <laughs> that's the easy one for me. <laughs> they're they're gonna jump on like mohawks, and you're like, oh, dude. 
Mohawks. I already got the mullet. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm, I'll, on, I'll, I'll get the petitions out for you. You know, we'll get it. We'll get the mullets going. I like the mullet. <laughs> I think yeah. that's my that's my favorite hockey look is the mullet. So I'm on team mullet. Yeah. Get the rest of the boys on on board. Need to. You bring the shavers. Just bring the the clippers. You know, tomorrow to practice. Like, All right, let's do this. <laughs> you just gotta sell it. Just yeah. gotta sell it. <clears throat> yeah, if I get if I get two guys to do it, I'm sure a few others will hop on. There you go. All you need is you lead by example, and you just gotta get one follower, and everybody will fall in line. Exactly. So, you know, throughout your hockey career, who's been the most influential hockey or uh, person on your hockey career outside of hockey? Um, outside of hockey, um. I don't know, probably uh, either my brother or my parents because my brother, you know, he, he's definitely created that uh, like battling culture with you because you always have to be the better brother, you know, like you have to, I have to do this better or he has to do that better. Yeah, is your, is your brother younger or older? He's older. He's two years older than me. So. Oh, nice. So he always pushed he's, you. Yeah, well. We always push each other. I don't know if he pushed me. I like to push him sometimes. <laughs> is he is he, he playing? Does, he is he playing hockey anywhere? No, he uh, played high school hockey and then uh, hung up the skates after that because he was just he's into other sports like he does MMA and <laughs> so um, obviously the younger days were fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> but he does MMA. He rides bulls and stuff, you know. So speaking so, of rodeo, riding bulls, is that why they call you the rodeo king? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> one game, I don't know, it was like a, uh, a month ago now maybe. Uh, it was in the showcase. We were playing Las Vegas, and uh, the game was very chippy already. And uh, I had to puck the ref blew the whistle, and this kid, like, I kept going a little bit, and this kid comes and hits me, but I, I knock him over, and, like, I land on top of him. And I look up and there's a few people in the crowd already going crazy. So I just wave my arm, you know, like riding a bull. And uh, from that game on, I was uh, deemed the rodeo king, I guess, from that. Did that, did that spark a, a scuffle after? Or a... No. The kid just, I, I the kid the just kid took it. Think of it. <laughs> the kid just <Yeah>. took it. <laughs> exactly. He's like, he got me good. Good job, yeah. man. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ever rode a bull? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, I want to, but haven't been allowed because you can't get hurt for hockey. Does your brother call you a poser because you're the rodeo, rodeo king, but you never rode a bull? No. <laughs> he, he thought it was hilarious. That is awesome. I saw the picture. I thought it was hilarious, too. <laughs> yeah. So you got so you got six goals, seven assists this year. So how many tucks are you going to get in the next three games? Uh, Putting you on the spot here. Maybe. I'm, I'm hoping for one, you know. Like, hey, I'm not really looking for the goals. Like, as long as the team wins, I'm fine. I like, honestly, I like blocking shots more. There you go. So, team guy. Yeah. Glue guy. <laughs> well, it's fun because, like, honestly, if you block shots, then you have a chance of, uh, like, eating it off your leg and going on a breakaway. There you go. Yeah, you never know when that puck bounces out and everybody's looking one way and you're looking the other way and then you're off to the races. Exactly, and it, it gives the team energy. That's what, honestly, I look for in it because you, you eat a shot in like a key moment, like on the PK or something, 
and it then your kid comes out of the box and your whole team's hyped up and you have the energy, then you probably go down and score or something. Like, for sure, for sure. So is that one of the other things that your coach has preached is more of a of a team game rather than an individual game? Yeah. He like yeah, so like the the goals will come, but you don't have to be the all star in the team pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, one la- one last question before we go. But what's the what's your guys' team motto? I mean, what's this? What's the speech? You know, the thing you guys say that keeps you guys going every game and winning all these games. Um, there's we have a few like we have some signs around our locker room that like definitely the one that sticks out to me is attention to detail. I think that's probably like the biggest one I rem- like I recall is preached all the time because. I mean, if you have no attention to detail, then you're not going to do anything because you have to you have to look at the small things before you can get to the big things. Yeah, you got to block shots before you score goals. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Blake. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I don't want to, you know, keep you all night. But is there anything else you want to add on here? You want to you want to shout out anybody or um uh you got I don't know maybe. Maybe Michael Erdis because he had uh, he saved us in the game yesterday. He had three goals in three minutes to put us up. I did. I did see those highlights. That was awesome. So yeah. All right. You got any more? You guys have how many more home games? Uh, two, I believe. Two Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. So all right, get out to the peaks and see those games. And then oh, when yeah. when will the playoffs kick off? Um, my guess is two weeks. I haven't heard too much on it, but uh, I, I assume two weeks or less. All right, Blake. Well, I'm rooting for the Provo Riverblades. Hey, what is a riverblade? Have you ever been? Have you ever been uh, explained to what a riverblade is? Um, they the best explanation they did at the beginning of the year said they the Provo River. I guess is pretty big around here. So yeah, and we we, we wear we wear blades on our skates. So. <laughs> I guess they mix them together and put a river blade. <laughs> I think they were like Provo River, but what sounds cool? Blades. <laughs> blades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I got the explanation of why you guys are called the Provo River Blades. I mean, it's definitely better than the outliers, like a math equation, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. You have a great night, and thanks for uh, chatting. Thank you, too. Yeah, good luck to the boys. Thanks. All right, dude, take it easy. You, too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, a lot of uh, fun games in the NHL happening this weekend. Outdoors also. Like, I also tell the kids, I was like, you want to know who else is playing outdoors today? The NHL. They're playing. Yeah. I was like, hey, you guys are playing under the same sky as the NHL players tonight, you know? <laughs> like, you know, the same roof, you know, if you played in, like, the Pepsi Center. Yeah. Like, it's the same roof they're playing under. Like, oh, it's the same sky the NHL's playing under today. You're seeing the same clouds over there. But then again, it didn't really end up being the same sky because they played under the night sky. <laughs> yeah, they, they needed that something like that curtain. Yeah. A, a big old whole bubble curtain to come block the sun because that, I smell it. <laughs> Slush pug it. Yeah. What is it? Eight hour delay after the first for yeah. Vegas and Colorado. And like, so we watched the first period and then we had a game and I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll come back. And, you know, and I went into the locker room and I was like, 
you know, and they said, oh, did you hear about the game? And I was like, yeah, last time I saw it, I think Avalanche were up. So and I was like, no, they delayed it. I was like, what? And I looked into it. And I was like, oh, well, I guess we get to watch it tonight. So uh, we ended up watching the rest of the game when we went to bed that night. So didn't miss any of the game because, uh, and then the next day on Sunday, they delayed the yeah. game later. So it was on by the time we got home and, you know, I, I didn't even oh, get Oh, it. yeah, that one at a later start, huh? Yeah, it was supposed to be a 1 o'clock start, and we wouldn't be home from Salmon yet. And so we were going to probably miss that one, but we ended up catching both of them. And the the first one was a little bit closer of a game. You know, the second yeah, one, Boston, Boston kind of took it to them after, I think, Philly. Philly jumped out with the first. No, Boston scored super early into the they game. They were up 2-1 at one point. Yeah, yeah. Philly yeah, came back. but Philly scored 2 and then they never let again. Yeah, and then it was, you know. But I think it's those old, you know, reverse retro, all yellow with the black outline jerseys, man. <laughs> the, the Boston. Gave them, gave them that pep, dude, yeah. I think, it's, I think they're, you know, it's a lot of yellow. That is a lot of yellow. it's kind of a cool look, except it's old school. But, dude, you know what I was really excited to see, though? Is I thought the Nordiques, old Nordiques logo, but, like, with the current Avs color scheme, I I thought that jersey was pretty cool. I was really glad they didn't go with white gloves, though. That was the only thing I was like, that would have yeah. that would have ruined the outfit. Was the white gloves? Like they went the maroon gloves, and I was like, that looks good. Okay, okay. Question for you then: If they would have gone with white gloves, who's your Charizard on the Avs? Who's the, that guy? The Charizard on the Avs. I'd go someone off the books, and I'd go like. Timmons or something. He seems like a Charizard. Okay. <laughs> or Jost. You I was know. thinking Nassim Kadri. <laughs> dude, Kadri. I like Kadri, though, dude. Kadri. He's old Maple Leaf, though, huh? Yeah. Like, he's definitely. He's definitely got that Spitfire, though. So. But I don't see Kadri wearing the tin advisor. He is talented. Yeah. Like, if he, if he rocks something like that, I could see. I don't know. He just had, kind of has that swagger. He seems to have a little bit of an attitude, and he scores. But he scores though, so it's like it's one of those guys where you like, I can't really like not like hate him. on you or like say that you're just you're not a yeah like you're not like a poser because you actually you also t- you also walk the walk. He skates. <laughs> he really skates. <laughs> skates, skates. Yeah, he puts up the points, man. <laughs> but he's had a pretty cool like resurgence out there in uh, Colorado. I loved Kadri when he played for the Leafs, even though like everybody hated him because he got suspended all the time, which I think on any other team he wouldn't have got suspended as much, but because he played for the Leafs, you know, they got yeah. so much more attention that everything he did dirty, it was like magnified by a thousand. So when they traded him to Colorado, I was like, Well, you know, congratulations, Colorado. You're getting a great player and Tyson Berry came back and everyone thought he was gonna be a savior to the Leafs and he didn't score a goal until like January, so he Where's, wasn't. Is he still in Toronto now? No, he's in Edmonton now, which you can tell he yeah, didn't really pan out. And Kadri's still killing it for the Avalanche. So keep doing it, Kadri. Keep doing it, Kadri. <laughs> you little Charizard, you. Yeah, Charizard, but who actually answers the bell? Lights the lamp. <laughs> I think, I, think Charizard, I think Charizard also would light the lamp. I mean, he looks stupid with his white gloves and his tin advisor, but 
you know, he. Oh, there's no denying when he's going hard to the net. (laughs) You're getting out of the way. He's, he's already (laughs) at the blue line calling for the puck. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the stick like way in the air, dude. You know, like, yeah, like Toby on the thought, dude, one time in it. (laughs) Yeah. And then when he's going in on his breakaway, he like, he throws up the, 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 you can't see me now because he's got his 10 advisor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is that the, the five knuckle shuffle or whatever yeah. <laughs> you can't see me because he's got the tin advisor <laughs> and then he, he really can't <laughs> that'd be awesome dude if anybody with white gloves ever is coming down on me with the tin advisor and they give me the five knuckle shuffle i don't even care i'll just i'll just get out of the way you can have the goal <laughs> dude, you deserve that one man yeah <laughs> that is awesome but if yeah you- what? Do that though, and you don't score. If you make that move, and yeah, and then you miss it. You gotta, you gotta get rid of the gloves and the visor, <laughs> like, or at least one of them. Like you can't be rocking the, that combo anymore. Like just like head to the locker room, like hey, I'm getting off. You know, line change, and then come back with new gloves. <laughs> just like throw, you have to have the backup set in your bag. Yeah, yeah, just in throw them in the garbage right. in the locker room. <laughs> throw them in the lot. <laughs> throw them in the lost and found. Donate them to the youth program. You know. Bring, bring a bucket of black paint and go in and dip your hands in it. <laughs> uh, but one thing on the outdoor games, getting back to that, but the outdoor games, they uh, after the Philly and Bruins played, they, they I saw they shook hands and everything, and that was awesome. I think that's you know a good thing to keep in the game, you know, keep shaking hands after these these games. I mean, I know yeah. everyone's you know COVID this, but there's things in the I think are a little bit. More, you know, not more important, but the things, traditions we need to keep in the game. And that, that was cool. They shook hands and they're been rubbing up on each other. I don't think a little fist bumping, you know, is going to pass the virus. Yeah. So I think that was awesome to see. They, cause like Philly headed off the ice and like Boston's like, wait, we're not shaking hands. And like, I think they were like, Are, is this going to be cool or not? You know, they, you they mad, gave, bro? Yeah, the, yeah. I think the NHL gave him the thumbs up. Like, it's cool, bro. <laughs> and so Philly headed back onto the ice, and they rushed through the line. And then Boston, it reminded me so much, and, and Lexi is what reminded me of it, when she's like, oh, look, they're taking a picture just like we did. You know, after their last game, they had won. They're, like, taking this group photo. Yeah. Like, it was the end of the Stanley. Like, they just won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. And, like, when we took our picture after our last game, the other coach like, just look like you just won the Stanley Cup, you know, and like the kids were saw just like yeah, you know, and like all they're them, about to go put ski goggles on and pop bottles right after this, you know, <laughs> bringing that up, the ski goggles popping bottles like when you see it in other leagues, I think is the dumbest look of any championship winner out there, <laughs> dude. It looks so goofy, <laughs> like these basketball players and like football players. Like, that's the first thing they do is go grab their Oakley ski goggles. Like, dude, I'm not getting anything in these eyes. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> they can't. I'll be out for six months if anything touches my face. Yeah. And you then know. I remember watching when the Capitals won the cup. They were just, like, singing and stuff. And, like, Barry Trotz is, like, covered in, like, champagne. He can barely open his eyes because it's probably burning, and he just keeps wiping his face, and he's just more champagnes getting sprayed in his eyes. But, hey, you just won a championship. You take the champagne in the eyes like a champ, right? Dude, yeah. 
you can ski tomorrow. Yeah, you can ski tomorrow. That's tomorrow's problem. Like (laughs) these basketball players, like they look so stupid. Like they get cameras in there and they all just look like they got off the lift, you know, (laughs) powder mountain. I know. Yeah. Their goggles on. Like they've grown skiing for the first time. (laughs) Is this how I wear these right? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Don't want to get anything in my eyes. Let's test them out. See if they stop this champagne. (laughs) What a what a wussy move. <laughs> I'm going to go out and say I, that. What a wussy move by anybody uh, who wins the championship <laughs> and goes and puts on goggles. And if hockey players start putting on goggles, they're going to be called wussies too. <laughs> I watched, I remember a hockey player tweeted about it. Like, it wasn't uh, in reference to the, the goggles, but it was like a baseball team, I think, had just won the, uh, like, the they had, like, the tiebreaker game. Yeah. They call it, uh to get into the playoffs mm-hmm. and they were in there with ski goggles on like popping <laughs> bottles and so like hockey players like popping bottles like you guys just want it all yeah you barely made it into the playoffs bro <laughs> <laughs> they, did, yeah, they just barely made it in the playoffs yeah, yeah you still have a whole road to go this, this might Let's be all we see. get you know yeah you just get, oh it's a wild card game i think they have like a wild card yeah, game the, to get in the play-in game yeah yeah Take the goggles off, wuzzies. But <laughs> take it like a man. Take it like a hockey player. Take the champagne in the eyes. All right. Oh, you love that. I like that old meme. It's like shows. I think it was LeBron. It was like no, 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 no. It was six weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about the something. hockey player slap shot to the face. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, his whole face is messed up. He's like, yeah, I'm good, bro. No, I thought you were going to talk about there's there's a video that like shows some basketball players like after they won the championship. I think it's the Golden State Warriors and they're like the guy's got the goggles and like two beers and he's like doop 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 and he's like slapping them together like shaking them up like all by himself and then like the next like it shows Crosby come into the locker room with the cup and like dude bottles are just spraying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> of course they like put like stupid music for the basketball player like slapping two beers together with his stupid goggles on and then Crosby's got rock and roll as he's walking into the locker room and everyone's spraying bottles. See that's that's just that's true. Sports right there, man, and just I don't know tradition and big wins. That's that's. True celebration. <laughs> yeah. And owning it. It's, it's celebration in its purest form. Speaking of Crosby, though, got his 1,000th game. Yeah. Made a pretty big deal out of it. You know, hey, it's a big milestone. I think I think everyone else made a bigger deal than he did. I, Crosby doesn't seem like the kind of person who, like, I got my 1,000th game, you know, pra- praise me. Yeah. But he's kind of that, that lovable guy in the league, like, as much as you love to hate him, and like me, I don't really like watching him win and stuff. You know, I know you feel different, but <laughs> but like he's a, you know, you got to be classy. You know, you, you give the guy the mm-hmm. respect he deserves. He's won three cups, so and, and, every, he's, and he's won everything else too. So uh, he's got all the accolades, and he's definitely had his his moments on the ice of like you know dirty memorable plays you're like man <laughs> that crosby dude like you know if he's not on your team like that effing guy yeah but I, it's like off the ice you know he's like always remained pretty professional he, he's pretty private about a lot of stuff and he seems like a good role model you know you don't see him in the uh the news much you know like <laughs> going on these drunk benders and making bonehead moves in the off season it seems like he's like the kind of guy that goes back home to his 
you know, house and he's working in his woodshed or something all, <laughs> all season long. <laughs> he probably still goes and like goes back and lives with his mom in the summer, like for, you know, just old time's sake. Shoes at the same dryer, whatever dishwasher that he hits <laughs> the river. No, he goes to Toronto and he just like spends a weekend in Toronto. And, like, hey, dude, can I shoot on the dryer this weekend? And like, he gets into the hockey hall of fame after hours because that's where the dryer is. is in the oh, hall yeah, of fame. that's right. Yeah. So he just like, they let him in. He like, just, just working on the shot, dude. Just working on the shot. <laughs> because he's such like a, like, he's so committed to his, uh, superstitions that he's still got to like practice his shot on the dryer. <laughs> if that will get him some W's. Yeah. And success. He would do it. He would do it. That, that that's for sure. Speaking of but miles, I will say what, go ahead. Huh? Go it's ahead. It's hilarious. If you had seen it, you guys, you know, the copycat video, they, they all rocked the 87 Jersey and warmups. And when he went, Crosby went down to one knee and tied his skates and the whole team copied him. And he didn't even have, he had like no idea, like looks up and he, the whole team's down on one knee tying their skate with him. And <laughs> it was a pretty good, it was a pretty hilarious video. You guys had to see it. Go watch that. It was funny. We'll see. I didn't see it because I don't Anyways. watch I didn't see it because I don't watch Penguins games, but, you know. <laughs> it, it, you don't have to be a Penguins fan to appreciate moments like that. <laughs> Speaking of milestones, uh, Galchenyuk got traded to his, like, seventh team in, like, two years. <laughs> Oh, did he get traded again? <laughs> he got traded to the Leafs, so he uh, got traded. Exactly. He got traded from Carolina, which I don't even think he suited up in Carolina. He got traded from Ottawa to Carolina yeah. and to Toronto, like in you know a hot minute. One of these days, <clears> he's gonna find a home. He went down there from nice for some nice southern like barbecue, and before his like meal even came out, he already got traded again. <laughs> I know you just signed a six month lease, but you gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll cover the lease, buddy. We'll cover the lease. Don't worry about it. We're buying you out of that lease. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gatinia gets traded again. Um, uh, some more people are well. The the Penguins are wanting to let in twenty five percent of the fans. That hasn't been approved ooh. yet, but they want to let in twenty five percent of the fans. So that um, makes it. Let's see. Let me just count them. I'll just count them out loud. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams that are already have a plan on letting teams in. So they'd be the eleventh team. So that's more than a third of the league that, you know, in the short minute that would be letting fans in. And just for like, you know, like shits and giggles. That's a big deal. That's well, yeah, team. yeah, that is. But but for like shits and giggles, like I've been like wanting to go out to Arizona for a game just because I want to see some NHL hockey. I was like, I wonder how much tickets are, because I'm pretty sure that's something that everybody thinks. You know, like, hey, I wonder how much tickets are. So I, I went and looked up, you know, like how much tickets are to each game and stuff. So Blues are letting in fans, and it looks like they're about 100 bucks um, to 300 bucks, starting from the upper at 100, 300 bucks for the lower. Um, Coyotes... About a hundred, two hundred bucks wherever you sit. Um, Dallas Stars, you can get in for like forty bucks. Good seats, about two hundred bucks. Detroit Red Wings is like three hundred bucks to see a game. Oh, I think geez. that's because they don't let in a lot of fans. I don't know how many Detroit lets in, but they are like going for like three hundred bucks. 
Florida Panthers, though, no surprise. They're like 20 bucks a ticket. <laughs> Whatever we got to do to get you in here. You know, it's, that's, it, that's you all they, bounce back pass. <laughs> yeah, they got bounce back pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Florida Panthers are like, hey, we're only letting in, you know, 1,800 fans. are like, that's how many people are, you know, already coming to the game. So, no, yeah. That's a pretty typical turnout. And they're actually good this year. Yeah, what is, dude. What are they number two? In the yeah. I, lo- I love watching Panthers play. I've been, I've been you know, a, a Panther fan. I've been liking, I, okay, I'm a Leafs fan, but I love to root for the Panthers ever since I was little. Just uh, They're one of those teams that, like, they're the yeah. underdogs. They, like, like oh, t- this year they're going to turn it around. You know, every year, the beginning of the year, they're like, who's, what team do you think is going to turn around? All oh, Florida Panthers. Come playoff time, they're 10 points out, so. Right. Funny you say that, actually. I was, uh, I'm only like three hours from Dallas where I'm at now. And I looked at a game the other day. I was like, I'm not, what's, what's going on this weekend? And I was like, <laughs> looking into going. There. But it, it was like on a Thursday, and I was looking at games on Saturday. And I couldn't get closer than like, yeah, the upper bowl, like pretty high up for like cheaper than like 95 bucks. I was like, ah, was I don't want to pay like $100 to get like crappy seat. Was that and the three hours? Yeah, and those were probably the games that got postponed. They were playing the Lightning. Uh, it was last Saturday. Was it? That might have been it. I don't know. Was that after? Anyways, I think that game got but, postponed. But uh, a and week then, from yesterday. Yeah. Anyways, but then Nashville is also letting in fans. Those tickets are about one hundred and fifty bucks. And then Columbus, New York, um, Rangers. New York Islanders and the Sabres all plan to let in 10%, so they don't have tickets for sale yet. And then the Pens are trying to let in 25% of the fans. So fans getting back in the stands. It's always it's a good stand. It's always a good thing to hear. Um, also, another thing that is up is fighting in the NHL is up 5%. I didn't know. Good yeah. To, good to see. At this point Entertain. last I mean, year... There was about um, 15% of the games having fights, and this year it's up to about 20% of the games here have a nice fight in them. So these teams, even without, and like that, what I thought was so crazy about that was not that there's, you know, more fighting or whatever, it's that there's no fans in the stands. Like, usually that's why you get a fight, is like to, you know, get the crowd back in the We're game, you know, get, your, get right. your team, you know, back in the game, but like, most of these teams, there's not fans in the stands, so this is totally like a hockey move to just get your team rallied up, or like, or it's a flex yeah, move, I, you know? Like, hey, we'll see you again Thursday and Tuesday. That's what I was thinking and too. Friday, you gotta imagine, right? Some of it's like this built-up aggression that's like coming over these rivalry games, playing the same team eight times in the season. You know, like you seeing this guy every other week, dude. You remember, like, yeah, it was just like two weeks ago where he. Truck me on cheap shot me in the boards or whatever you know like I'm two, gonna get mine today. Yeah, two weeks, more like two days, but like or unless yeah, you're the I guess not even yeah <laughs> unless you're the Coyotes and Blues and you play seven straight games. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so I guess you know yeah three to three week three days to a week you know maybe <laughs> these gaps are going in between seeing the same dudes <laughs> like those you know Kachuk boys. I think everybody remembers you know like come back and play those dudes. Oh yeah. So those good check brothers, they're good. They seem a little rowdy, man. Dude, they're definitely the guys you want on your like, team. But like, if they're not, you hate you hate them. So. Like, 
they are like in your face about it. Yeah. But they are good. And when you're playing with them, you're like, Oh yeah. Sweet to have them around. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're good for the game. I think they're good for hockey and they're good players too. They, uh, they both score and they both, Fun to watch. they both, both produce enough drama and you know, enough stuff to watch on the ice. Yeah. I watched Brady get that GW today. Yeah. And that Senators win. Yeah, you know, the little celly, like, on one foot, dude. <laughs> Turning the hand around, dude. I was like, you know, celly hard, man. You yep. got the GW in overtime. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These these guys, they're not just, you know, your your fourth-line scrappers. They're guys that are putting the goals in the in the back of the net. So, hey, when you can play both ways of hockey, you can put the goals in. I guess you can play as dirty as you want because you back your, your stuff up. Yeah, you really do a lot for your team. Yeah. Well, you got anything else you want to, you know, touch on in the NHL? Um, no, I did. Uh, so there's one thing I thought was kind of interesting. So, like, you know, these teams were like rocking retro jerseys and the reverse retro jerseys for these uh, outdoor games, yeah. like Vegas. Yeah, was calling theirs a reverse retro jersey. I was like, <laughs> what's the reverse retro jersey for Vegas? Yeah. You know, like they've been around what the expansion team of three years, and apparently. So I'm gonna pull up just this article because there was a lot of, a lot of it. But they were wearing these red jerseys to play pay homage, um, for the pioneers of hockey in the desert. I guess the red was for the Wranglers who played in Vegas from 2003 to 2014. Yeah, and then, and then the. Uh, uh, well, the striping was inspired by the Thunder, who wore the V for Vegas body stripes from 93 to 99 and then the 95 appears in the neck to commemorate thunder's best season and in 95 96 and manon Ryum, oh, i'm gonna say her name wrong room who was the first woman to play in the nhl who wore the thunder's v stripes during the 94 95 season so that i thought it was kind of cool i was like man that's really creative they, they dug deep to create that like red <laughs> uh, reverse retro jersey for Vegas, because I was like, man, what what the retro jersey for an expansion team? It's been around. It's in their fourth season. Yeah, they just so. went digging, or they made it, and they're like, okay, we got to make up something, and they went like looking in the history books. Like, oh yeah, this this is for that. <laughs> <laughs> if they just made this up, then they did really good. They got creative. They sold me on it. Yeah, the Grizzlies <laughs> beat. I'm pretty sure the Grizzlies beat the Thunder. The two years they went and won the Turner Cup, so screw you. Thunder. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we, we had their number in Utah. <laughs> had their number. And Mick Makota probably knocked a couple of their players out at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't as good as the Long Beach Ice Dogs, but it was definitely a good game to go to when they played the Thunder. But. But I also wanted to touch on a couple accomplishments by some uh, Utah uh, youth teams. Uh, the Utah Golden, or they're not the Utah Golden Eagles, but the Golden Eagles 14U Tier 2 team um, is going to Nationals. So that was a big accomplishment by them. Oh, Last weekend they they, uh, they found that out or they won their tournament to decide that. Um, the Golden Eagles 12U um, AA team, they won gold in the Utah gold medal games. And 
the Lady Grizzlies, double um, A, I think they're the 19U, 19 and under, um, won first place in Colorado at the Boulder Breakout Tournament last weekend. So a couple of Utah Get teams bringing home banners, so that's awesome. The Golden Eagles uh, program has been – they've had quite a bit of success. Yeah. I remember when – I've had a couple of cousins play through that program, and they went to Natty's with them. Yeah. They, you know, over the like, course of the last, like, five to six years. Been a pretty successful organization. They are actually the – the I don't know if you call it sister league to the D.C. win, so – they operate. Hey, they operate in the same umbrella as the DC Wind. I know that. Right, Davis County, and hey, another fun fact: Nico Hishier, named yeah. captain of the Devils. I did see that the yesterday. Youngest captain in the NHL right now. I didn't know that. At twenty-two, not the youngest to ever be named captain. That's Phil McDavid at nineteen, but I guess currently serving, he's now the youngest. Is he at the twenty-two? Fir- and he's still he fine the- for six more years. Yeah, is he the first Swiss captain also? Ooh, I didn't look that far into it, but... I mean, I can't think of another one. I don't think, like... I bet he's the the first Swiss captain. I think... Who was else from... I think Mark Strait was from Switzerland. And I don't know if he was ever captain, but... I could be totally wrong on where he's from, too, but I'm I'm pretty sure he was. Wait, isn't... Oh, wait, no. No, Hedman's a Swede. Yeah, sweet. He's so he's captain, a, yeah. Actually, Nico Heischer so. is a Swiss. Yeah. So usually the Swiss team has you know maybe like one or two NHLers when they go to the Olympics. Yeah. Hiller, uh, Jonas Hiller, that played for the Ducks and the Flames for a while. He was a he was a Swiss goalie. Like when he played in the Olympics, he was like one of the two NHLers on that. But I'll, I'll figure. I mean, I'll try and figure that out before next show. Find out if he was the first Swiss-born He's captain in the NHL. Yeah. So, fun fact: coming next episode, <laughs> was he the first Swiss? Or probably everyone. Seat? Everyone that probably heard that, like, pulled out their phone, is like, "Nico, he's your first." You know, they already know. They already know. <laughs> <laughs> before oh, this man. will air, or before I finish my next sentence, they'll already know. So, but hey. Trying to remember to talk Maybe about we'll it. Maybe we'll post that <laughs> along with the post for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> oh, by just, the way. <laughs> just by the way, before you hear this episode, before you Google it, Nico Heischer was the first Swiss or wasn't the first Swiss captain in the NHL. Now go list. Go no, listen. Go to listen. It. Why, you know, figure out why we talked about that. <laughs> like, like, uh, okay. So what? Uh, sure. Who's Nico Heischer? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Nico Hitcher? He's a captain of the NHL. Duh. Okay. All right, Mason. Well, I I really got my fingers crossed that this will be the last time we ever have to record like this, like because Dude. because you're in Oklahoma, you know, and, and right. not by choice. Long distance. <laughs> Just out here doing my thing. No, I know, but either way, man, I'm gonna to play tomorrow. So, no matter what, we should be doing this next week in person, unless, you know, knock on wood, something else crazy happens. I don't know. But <laughs> come tomorrow, Mason will be leaving on a jet plane. 
to the Wasatch Front. I know when he'll be back again. It'll be tomorrow night. But by the time you hear us, it'll be last night. <laughs> I don't know the words of this song. <laughs> I really want to sing along. Well, I just made those up, the last part up, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, Mason. It's, I just keep thinking of, like, Ozzy, but it's, it's not really Mama. She's like... Nick, I'm coming home to you. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't even have to send the limo, you know. I'll just, I'll be there with my sign. Right there, we go. What time just, are you flying in? Tomorrow? So I can blow by my wife and be like, Nick's there. <laughs> I get home at like, I think it's like eight oh five or something, mountain time. All right. Well, I don't even think you can come into the airport anymore. It's like park and ride. Yeah. You have, like, kids to take care of and stuff, man. You know, they come see me. Hey, priorities, buddy. Priorities. True. <laughs> Brooks can step aside for a second. That's right. <laughs> Brooks can chill. Chill out. So. He's probably wondering where the heck his dad is right now. He probably is. He's probably upstairs like, dude, where the hell's my dad? <laughs> Trying to go to bed. Dad's not here to put me in bed. Dad's not here. I ain't going to bed. I ain't mm-hmm. going to bed till dad puts me down. So, all right, all right, Mason. It was a wonderful talking to you. We'll see you Dude. soon. Right. It's been a good six weeks. It's been real Oklahoma. It's been good doing this long distance podcast, but I'm ready to be back. <laughs> it's been In real. the good old UT. It's been real. It's been fun. Just hasn't been real fun. <laughs> ain't fun enough to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Mason. All right, man. See you on the flippity flip. Till next time. Yep. See you on the flippity flip. <laughs>